0: Advent lighting after the announcement. So uh, first off, we have special guests this morning. We have Hobe and Adria and their kids are here. And so we're going to get to hear from the mission in Honduras and how that's going and what all they're doing. And so we're really looking forward to that. And uh, I won't say much about that because they're going to have a whole lot to tell us. But uh, I'm really glad to see you guys this morning. And looking forward to hearing that. And uh, after uh, service today, we have lunch. So if you signed up for lunch and let us know that you're going to be here, we have lunch being brought in and going to get to hang out and with Hope and Adria and talk to them some more and hear more about Honduras and get to encourage them and be encouraged by them. So uh, hopefully you are able to stick around for that. And um, if you want to support the ministry, you can, uh, Hope will have ways that you can do that. But you can also, if you want to just give during the offering, you can, if you have cash, you can put that in an envelope and mark it for them. If you want to give through the church, you can write a check to the church and and put a memo on there that it's for them. And then we'll put that in our year in giving for them and our Hope and might have other ways that you can give that he'll let you know. So, all right, uh, let's do our Advent Sunday number two. This uh, this week is peace, and we're going to have Davy and Edie are going to be our candle lighters. So, who wants to read or we'll read first?
1: Today's candle is peace. Uh, By C.S. Lewis, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. And from Isaiah 9-6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end.
0: Let's pray. Father God, thank you for bringing us peace. Thank you for bringing us peace between us and you and allowing us to be part of your family, no longer separated from you. And uh, I just pray that that would be something that's real in our hearts, that we would understand that. Thank you for this season, the season of Advent, that we look forward to uh, celebrating the birth of the Savior. I pray that you would be with us this morning as we uh, celebrate you and work there, and uh, I just thank you for this group of believer, believers that are gathered here and uh, that are watching from home. and. And I just pray that you be with us with us all. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: Oh come on, ye faithful.
1: Oh, come, on, ye. come on. Where are your hearts, men?
3: Yes, I see it, but it doesn't negate what we know and what we've seen.
1: Maybe we didn't see what we thought we saw. Leo's right. The more that we talk about it, more people ask questions. It sounds unbelievable, even as words come out of our own mouths. So let me get this straight. What we experienced on that hill was just a mistake? An apparition? Huh? Nonsense. What we saw was a fulfilled prophecy right under our noses, men. It would take more faith to imagine that we were all suffering from sleep deprivation or we all ate the same bad pot of stew than to just believe. We know what we've seen. We know what we've heard. God came near, men. Do not be afraid. That's what the angel said. That's what the bright light said. You know it. You can't forget about it. Do not be afraid. That's the story that we've been saying over and over for days. There has been weeks. If you put us in four different rooms and you interrogate us, we all have the same story. An interrogation is exactly
0: what's gonna happen to us if Herod gets wind of this. Herod has killed for lesser things.
1: Y'all remember when we ran to the barn? When we ran to that barn and we saw the baby, the Messiah, the story that we've been hearing about since we were children, the story that our great great grandparents passed down to us? Didn't we know? When we saw that baby, didn't we catch an inkling of what of what our mission was supposed to be? We are not just mere sheep herders. We get to tell the story, gentlemen. To repeat that a savior, that the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. The joyous announcement that is for everyone. Glory to God in heaven and peace on earth to all who believe cannot help but
4: joyful and trying i
2: stays See you.
5: Can you hear that? Yep. The uh, chance to uh, hear what's happening in another part of the world for us. He came from Ohio all the way down here, so he's thrilled to be in the warm weather. The uh, cards are in the back, so you can grab one of these. All the information you need uh, to support them, to pray for them, updates, all of that on here. QR codes in the back, very clever. And this will keep everybody in in touch. There's coffee, he'll tell you about that,
3: but you might want to either take a picture of the website back there or grab a card. And I just thought that would save us time later. So welcome. Tell Thank us.
6: You. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, it is a huge blessing to be here. I have the joy um, uh, to have fellowship with everybody. And I love that video. I mean, I, I, it was kind of like a capturing the moment of almost 10 years that we have been serving God, and um, that was a neat surprise. Thank you so- to use it in the future. Uh, and I want to say thank you also so much to uh, Pastor Randy. And the leaders here that allow me to, to be here this morning, I also have my friend Dimas from Honduras, my amigo Dimas, uh, that he is here visiting from Oklahoma City. Uh, he was helping me uh, when, while he was in Honduras to do some mission work Thank you For your love, encouragement prayers, and support for all these years that we have been together serving. And I want to uh, tell you what is going on in Honduras. And we have um, a presentation of what has been doing. We are, so we are the Gamas family. I am Job, my wife, uh, beautiful wife, Ariam, Elizabeth has five-year-old. And baby Paul, that he's
3: uh, They are mine, if
6: they look a little bit brown... It's because they are mine, okay? <laughs> so, so thank you so much for having us. Um, in, uh, next, please. So we work in four areas, and I want to um, show this graphic to you because we have we work in uh, agriculture, water projects, rural education, and spiritual outreach. Um, how many of you are able, were able to have water at your home 24-7? Raise your hand. Praise God. Oh, I love your hot showers. <laughs> the, they are, I think they are uh, underrated. They are, they, that's the highest thing of what you have over here. It's, it's amazing. How many of you are able to have uh, a school or to send your kids to a school to study? Raise your hand. Praise God, I love your schools. Uh, each kid has a, um, has a chair, and uh, some the, the classroom have one erase board or many erase boards so that's that 's amazing. How many of you have a job or a career that you are able to receive a blessing to have an a, a income that could provide for your needs? Raise your hand, praise God, praise God, and you know those are uh, those are blessings, and how many of you have a church? that preach the Bible. You have one here, right here. That's a blessing. But you know what? Those blessings, even though you have it here, we don't have it down there. We don't have those blessings in Honduras. And those are actually needs in Honduras. need of a sustainable income, need of ed- education, need of water, and need of the true biblical gospel. And that's why we work in those four areas. And uh, to talk about uh, one, to break it down in what areas we work, the area of agriculture is one of the, uh, give us a lot of passion because my wife is an uh, uh, or plants. Uh, In Honduras, there is a profession called subsistence farmers, that's the largest profession. In Honduras, the largest occupation. And what is a subsistence farmer? Well, a subsistence farmer is a farmer that does not have enough to provide for his family, and they grow corns and beans to feed themselves or to survive. And sometimes they have less than five acres to farm, and all their farming is by hand. And if you happen to have time this morning, we have a table back there that you can go and check all of some of the tools that. 30 degrees, not percentage, 30 degrees up to 45 degrees. And the soil in our region sometimes is a couple inches. And it's a struggle that they face every single crop. And they don't have irrigation. They don't have money for fertilizer. They are in need. And uh, other things. The greedy, the middlemen in Honduras do not want to give a fair amount of money for the crop of the subsistent farmers because sometimes they have uh, over they overproduce their crop and they have some money to some crop to sell at the local market, but because they don't have transportation and they don't have a lot of knowledge of what are the prices, they rely. And that translates in poverty. That translates in not a lot of opportunities for the subsistence farmers and their family. So that's a need. That's a big need there. And how we are able to face those needs? Well, praise God that through your encouragement and support, we are able to help these subsistence We are the face of subsistence farmers in our region because we purchase from them the overproduction of beans, corn, and we sell it in the local market or in grocery stores. And because these uh, business or our customers what we are uh, selling the products, and all that profit goes to the subsistence farmer. So we are... Going, we are able to be the middlemen that give a fair price for subsistence farmers. And also we have a ministry called Chicken for Farmers. That's one of the ministries that I love the most because many subsistence farmers only eat rice, uh, corn, and beans every every day, every single time. And an egg a day, it is a huge blessing. One egg for a family. We are able to distribute five laying hens with a variety of chicken that produce one egg a day. So that provides an egg a day for subsistence farmers and their families. And sometimes, because they have five chickens, they are able to raise more chicks, and their farm of chicken grows. And we are able to help them to sell some of their eggs that they overproduce. Because they are able to have sometimes more than five eggs Also, we have the resurrection coffee. I have told you before that Honduran coffee is really delicious. A little bit dangerous. Many of you know why. Because as more you drink it, as darker you get. That's why I'm this color. I was blonde when I was born. But, you know, after a few sips of coffee, here you have me. But, but I noticed that you have something that makes you white here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's the dry air. I was having my hands completely white the other day, and it's because the dry air and the cold, you're, you, you're losing the color. Anyhow, so but a few shots of coffee, it will help you to be
3: back in, in, in the brown.
6: Distribute the coffee from subsistence farmers. Some, some of them are able to have some some trees at their farm, And because they don't produce a lot, they cannot sell it in the local market. But we are able to help them as well with that. And the fourth area where we help them in just enough. In Honduras, that is not flat, that is really steep, that doesn't have a deep soil, that help us to show to subsistence farmers with different techniques, they are able to produce better and more. Because my wife is an uh, horticulturist, and I'm a an, uh, forestry engineer. We have combined those knowledge that God gave us to help subsistence farmers. And that's a huge blessing because that creates an tell you in the fourth area of our ministry why that is important. The other area is water access. Many subsistence farmers and, and many people in our region do not have access to water, twenty-four-seven. That's that's a dream. That's that's not that's not possible. And but that also gave us an opportunity to help. Uh, have is not a, is is not um, clean and safe to to, to drink. So that translates on uh, two opportunities that we work with. And I know like my brother, Matt, fixing hand pumps and uh, Dimas have helped us to install some of those hand hand pumps at the communities. And it's a blessing when they have a well for many years that a hand pump was broken, sometimes 30 years with a hand pump broke. And because there's no one in the community able to fix it, that hemp pump. But because God gave us the opportunity to help them, we take it out the old pump, we sell a new one, and there's water coming. And that gives us access to the entire community. And sometimes they don't have access to water to a hemp pump or a well but they have access to a spring or a creek, but that water is not clean. So that's why we distribute uh, bucket filters that clean the water from all the bacteria and particles of dirt in the water. And one of those filters can clean a million gallon. The subsistence farmer's families. However, if they don't clean it, that 20 years doesn't translate, translate in only 10, 10 or 20 days. So that's why we tell the filter. Because that filter still belongs to us. And you could have it in your home as long as you use it. And they ask me, when are you going to come? And I tell them, like, oh, I will come as a thief in the night. I won't tell you. <laughs> they don't believe that I'm going to show up. But I do show up. They pop their eyes when they see me at their front uh, door. But many of them are using it. And those are... I don't want to lose the opportunity to have a source of water clean for their families. That gives us an access to every single house. I'm pretty sure that you know what is a Mormon, what is a Jehovah's Witness... Witnesses, we have those in Honduras as well. But praise God that over there, when they knock doors, the doors doesn't get open because their gospel is not a biblical gospel. Do not take them to heaven. But our gospel do. And when we knock the door of the family that we have distributed, buckle filters, or we have repaired a hemp pump in that community, the doors get wide open. And we are able to teach them about the gospel. And people have become believers in front of a hand pump, in front of a filter. Rural education. That's the third area of our work. Uh, The schools in in our region are just falling apart, literally. But that's an opportunity to help the community, to help kids. And sometimes one one of the struggles that these people have at their communities is because the school besides falling apart there's only one teacher for six grades there's only one erase board in the erase board to teach each grade that translates in a really poor education that translates on kids that do not know how to read and in Honduras there is a law that any kid can be left behind. So every kid, even
3: kids of 12
6: year old, that they don't know how to read. But how we are able to help? Well, we are able to help with school kids to give access to kids to um, um, supplies that they will need to be in school. We distribute brand new backpacks with uh, notebooks, pencils, and kits uh, for the kids, and it is a huge blessing for many ways, besides the supplies, they are brand new and I cannot tell you what a big deal is for a kid to have a brand new something brand new something it is amazing i 'm pretty sure like uh, you know what is um, the Samaritan purse and the shoe boxes. there is a ministry around the world. Uh, that is the start here in America. I can tell you that the same joy that those kids have for a shoebox they are having in for, a, for a school kid brain new huge blessing, and also we have able to fix some schools that are falling apart to give to the kids facilities to to be able to study and that 's a huge blessing, and that gives us opportunity to have to host BBS at the schools. To teach about the gospel. To teach them. About Jesus. With agriculture. Why we work with water. Why we work with education. Because. We want to. Make a difference between. The gospel that takes you to heaven. And the gospel. That doesn't. In the world, and especially in Honduras, there is something called prosperity gospel. What is a prosperity gospel? It's a gospel created by people that are greedy, that are sinful, false teachers, false pastors, that go to villages and say like, do no matter how you live, do no matter what you do, as long as you give your tithe to the church, you give your tithe to me, you are in peace with Jesus, and you know, people get fooled sometimes by that, but when time passes, they realize that these people only cares about money, and they end in believing that the church is all about money The first thing that everybody will think, I need to. Take care of my pockets because this guy is going to take my crop, is going to take m- uh, my money, the little bit of money that I have. That's really sad. Profitable for themselves. But when we show them that that church is there to help through agriculture, through education, through water projects. They are, pop their eyes and they are willing to listen more. listen the gospel that takes people to heaven Conviction around our region that the churches only needs money, we have a radio program where we go la, where we go on air once a day in two radio stations. if they want to talk about Jesus, if they want to surrender their life to Jesus. And praise God that people have become believers right there through that ministry. Also, we do street preachings. Besides the things the, that I love about your country, that is the carpet. I love your carpets. Your carpets are amazing. I don't know why people waste money on mattresses. You, you should not buy a mattress. You have a carpet. That's amazing. Other thing that I love is your banks. Oh my goodness! Your banks just go in and out in in seconds if you want. In Honduras, that's not the case. If you have, used to be um, five hours to go into a bank, and it turned into uh, this year it turned into three days to open a check bank account. Three days. And people, when they go to the bank, they have to be standing in line outside of the building waiting for hours and they cannot leave the spot because otherwise and the audience that is right there on the street and what we do? Street preaching. Street preaching. Many of them do do not want to hear me but I have a speaker. So... I, uh we, we go and do street preaching, and people have become believers on the street. Praise God for that. And because we have seen the need of more biblical uh, uh, churches, more biblical training for our ministry to lead people better and more to Christ, I'm studying in a seminary. That seminary, it is a branch of the Master Seminary that is run by John MacArthur. I don't know if you know who is John Carter. It is a huge blessing for us because it has been a growth, not only personally, but also to our ministry to lead the people to read the Something that many churches do not do in our region. This is what it looks when there's a filter and a school kids distribution. There is, a in that community, we were there in Guatemala, and um, one of my friends at the seminary ha, was trying to start a church. And he was trying, he was inviting for many times the whole village to show up and hear about the gospel. Not success. We had a filter distribution and the school kids. And now, the people in that village know, like, he's, um, my, my seminary classmate, is there to help the community it 's not there to get money from them, and people have started becoming to gathering in, in in services so the churches start by a filter distribution by a school kid distribution and praise God for that also this is how how it looks at the BBS where we are at different schools uh, after we help them to have a good facilities. We are able to host BVS, and that's a huge blessing. And there, there are our um, customized personal visits to every single house to talk about filters, to talk about crops, to talk about eggs, but most of all, to talk about their spiritual needs and how we lead them, people, to Christ. And this is the, this is the, these are the results People that become believers, right there, and it's only something that Holy Spirit can do, convince of sin the people. But they are not going to be convinced of sin if they don't hear the gospel. If they hear the gospel of, about the money, whatever decision they take for Jesus is not leading them to Christ. Praise God for The results. And what can you do for for us? Well, you could pray.
3: You
6: could pray. The cards back there that you can grab and take it, one, and you can put it in your fridge. And every single meal or every single time that you go for a a cup of soda, please uh, pray for us. You can encourage. I, I enjoy so much when you are able to follow us on social media and um, able to connect with what we are doing and you, and you keep up with what we are doing. That's a huge blessing. And also follow. Follow us. In, um, mail, uh, YouTube. But also you can follow that example. People here in prior needs to hear about Jesus. You have to share the gospel. And um, somebody told me, like, if you, have a, if you want to um, shoot, a, uh, shoot a gun, but you, don't have, you are not aiming, you are always going to miss. If you are trying to share the gospel, but you are not aiming a person, you are not aiming an individual... You are going to miss. Choose a person every week. I'm going to be praying for this person. I'm going to be thinking in this person. we start up talking about Jesus, especially with non-believers, but do it. And something that I have that that is so true.
3: Open the mouth
6: and it will go through because it's in you. It's in you. Follow the example and give. If you are called to give, many of you have done it in the past. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. That Have keep us to serve full time. So what is next for our family? To keep working at the co-op over there is part of the demonstration farm, and that's how it looks when we go to uh, house by house, purchasing some overproduction or overharvest that subsistence farmers have there. What you see there is, is he is selling me uh, 10 pounds of beans, and the kid is selling me 5 pounds of beans. That's their overproductivity, overproduction, not a lot. cane. That's sugarcane there and it is, sell, it is we are able to sell it for them and that money goes to him. So we want to expand the co-op and now we have, uh, we are selling uh, corn, beans, eggs, and different vegetables. And also church. At the rural area. Of our region, this means that we need to hire pastors from the seminary where we are, and to send them to locations, of the rural area, to plain churches, where we
3: to run with your
6: help and support. If you have questions, please let us know. You can reach us to, through all those areas, and it's going to be a huge joy to answer of, what, of um, how you can get involved. And if you have any uh, um, questions, please let us, let us uh, know. Thank you so much, and God bless you.
5: Okay, you ready? Everybody, put your hand out like that towards hope. Elizabeth's taking care of the little ones back there, so (laughs) we'll just take hope. Put your hands this way. Father, thank you. Thank you for the ministry. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus, and we're remembering that during this season, that you came, and you came as a human. You joined us, and you led the way, Lord, to show us what it means to walk with God and you have made it possible for us to have a real relationship and hope. And Adria, are taking that message, that reality, to the people of
3: Honduras, and we are grateful for it. Light,
5: the light of Christ would shine from them to the people around them in that region of Honduras, and that that region would reach the rest of Honduras, and Central America would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.
6: Thank you. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah.
5: Okay. You can uh, stick around and ask them
3: some questions here a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and we'll finish the service and then feel free
5: to. Hope and Adria. i um... May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now stick around, ask some questions. Hope
3: if you want to kind of go up towards the front there and then people can find you.